Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matufu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovo, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. Freedom experience. Experience in Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everybody, thanks for tuning in once again. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, order from Kampala, Uganda. Our Freedom Experience Ministry, we love you. We thank you that you keep on following us wherever we come in. Those that are following us on radio, those that are following us on social media, and even those that, those that are listening to our podcast, God bless you. I know that you are being blessed. You are enjoying this Christ. Uh, that we have seen in the scriptures our mission is to see that we uh, we uh, dispense the Christ that we have received unto you that we bring out and raise a generation of disciples who are skilled who has got who have got any experience in the word of God to see that they grow into that which Christ has uh, desired to be you see the church of God must come to that fullness to that maturity whereby we are complete in him, we are perfected in him, we are a full-grown man, a people who are going to be worthy to become the bride of Christ and to take whatever it takes for us to come to that fullness, that is what we call the teaching ministry. The work of the teaching ministry is to see that we perfect you, we see that we bring you into maturity to be like this Christ that you have received. So we keep on bringing several teachings, several lessons for us to learn we do preach but we would like to spend enough time in the teaching ministry to see that the believers of christ come to the full knowledge of god the bible says in second in first timothy chapter 2 verses for us the bible says that he desires that we come to the full knowledge to the full knowledge of his son jesus christ so um, god has already saved you. you you are a partaker of the divine nature but you need to grow up into him, to be rooted in him, to see that you see yourself in the mirror of the word of God. You look into the word of God, you see yourself, the exact you, the way that God sees you, the way that Christ is seeing you. Most of us, we have not come to that realization. Most of us, we have not come to the reality of the real you, the you in Christ. So we have got to cease to live and to allow Christ to begin to live in us. In today's message, we have come to talk about the old man. The old man, uh, the Bible talks about the old man. The question is, what is the old man? Now, uh, let us go right away in the scriptures. 
uh, in Romans chapter 6 verse 6 we see that the term the old man is used three times in the new testament three times and the first time is in Romans chapter 6 verse 6 and the second time we shall see is Ephesians 4:22 then the third time is in uh, Colossians 3 verses 9 but we are going to be studying and seeing what is this old man as the bible uh, introduces him to us in the episodes of Paul the bible says in Romans chapter uh, 6 verses 6 it says that knowing this that our old man is crucified with Christ that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin now we see that the first indication in Romans 6:6 shows us the old man as something which is personal something which is personal is in you as a person is something which is in each individual Whereas when we come to Ephesians and Colossians as we are going to see we shall see that it is according when we look into the context of Ephesians 4:22 and Colossians 3:9 we shall see that it is clearly uh, introducing the old man as something corporate now we have got to know this is so important we've got to know the old man as something which is individual and personal living in each and every body of each one of us and we have got to see the old man as something which is uh corporate as in in a whole as we are going to see now we want to see that in Romans 6:6 6, the old man refers to our natural but fallen life you see we have the naturalness in us which is the nature god created us to be but there is also that natural but fallen life in us that life which is in our soul life in our flesh the natural but fallen life so when we talk about the old man this refers to your natural but fallen life that which will not be needed even when you get saved even when you have uh, you have accepted Christ it is the life of our soul the soul life We have our soul life whereby we do soulish things, things that are coming from our soul the way it is programmed. Now, this life of the soul life is which is the life which acts independently of God. When it is acting, it does not need God. You act independent of God. This is what we live to be in what we used to be in previously before we acquired salvation. we are living an independent life we are living independently of god and when we talk about the soul life we are talking about the i that paul said was crucified with christ i mean the i as i me i so uh, the i that paul talks about in galatians chapter 2 verses 20 he talks about three eyes if you have never seen them i'll show you paul mentions three eyes now that is mentioning three people that were in him he says uh, in galatians chapter 2 verses 20 he says that i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live that is the first eye the first person which is your soul life 
your independent life that is living an independent life uh, from God. He says that, uh, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He mentions another person that lives in him and says that, and the life that I now live, that's the second I, the life which is the the resurrection, the spiritual life, the resurrected life. He says, and the life which I now live uh, in the flesh, I live by the faith of, of, of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now we see that in this verse, they mention I almost three times, three to four times. But the three times means the old you, which is yourself, your soul life, which is acting independently of God. There is the new you, which is the I, which Paul says that the life, he says that, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of Christ Jesus. Now that is the second I, or, or that is in you. And another I is um, the one which is joined with Christ to live out this life. This is what Galatians is showing us. He's showing us that Romans 6.6 6 mentioned in the old man, it refers to the natural but fallen life. That is the life of your soul, which is acting independently of God. And that is the eye that Paul is showing us, that this is the eye which was crucified with Christ in Galatians 2.20. Now, since that old eye, the old man, was crucified with Christ, it is good for nothing but for burial. Burial, and that's why Paul says, I have crucified, I'm dead, and need to be buried. That's when Paul comes in to tell us, tell, tell us in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, and he says that, he talks about the baptism, where this burial is included and needed. In Romans chapter 6, verses 4, he says that, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like us, Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. This old eye needs to be buried. It's good for burial. We are to see the old eye, our soul life, as the life which is dead in Christ and buried in Christ in order for us to see the enjoyment and experience of Christ in our day-to-day -day life. So, we see that in the sense the old man is something personal. The you, the old you and your weaknesses. Now, we had an old life apart from Christ and that life was a corrupted life which was corrupted by sin. This life could make you to do whatever you wanted to do. So this old man was crucified with Christ and should be buried. This is a fact. This is an objective truth. Christ, when Jesus died on the cross, he buried the old us, our soul life, our sinful life, our corrupted life which is corrupted by sin. According to facts, it is crucified with Christ. It should be buried. We are to see ourselves as dead towards that old life. So if we continue to live out this old man, 
Our life is full of death and defeat. We are not going to overcome. We are going to be filled with death and defeat just as it is described in the following chapter Romans chapter 7. Remember in the in the book of Romans chapter 7, Paul was showing a reckless man, a reckless believer who is struggling to see that overcomes the flesh yet he cannot make it. You see, we cannot overcome the flesh by our strength. We need to just enter into the realities of the scriptures, into Christ who has done it for us. We need to just recon ourselves, count ourselves. Just as the scriptures say that we are buried, we need to see ourselves buried toward sin and resurrected toward life. Once you continue to live the old man in you, once you continue to live your soul life to fulfill your heart's desire and your soul your your emotion and your mind and your heart your soul life to please that which you want to do what pleases you you are going to be filled with death and you always defeat you will always be defeated you always be defeated with everything that come your way just as you read Romans 7 i won't read that the, the entire chapter but you know that when you read from verses uh, verses 14 you see that Paul was saying that um verses 15 he says that mhm for that which i do i i allow not for what i would uh that do i not but what i hate is what i do so he's showing us the i which was the soul life which was trying to live when he had accepted Christ The moment he tried to live that old life of doing by his strength he could not make it. He says that if then I do that which I would not I consent unto the law that is good now then it is not more I that do it but sin that dwells in me. Sin becomes the another I in your soul that is your soul life the corrupted life. So if you choose to live your soul life your corrupted life your if you live in your soul life your old man you will fail just as we see this man paul is explaining in romans 7:14 towards uh towards uh 24 he reached a time where by said o wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body of this death he had to do one thing to look unto christ and to see the death of Christ and to know that he has been crucified buried then he has got to learn to live the newness of life we see that later on paul discovered the secret and gives that gives us the secret in galatians 2:20 he says i have been crucified it's no longer the old soul life that is living but i live in the spirit and i live the life of Christ so The Lord is teaching us something today to get rid of the old man. You see, we see that when we rise from the waters of baptism, we walk in the newness of life. That's what Romans 6 chapter 4, chapter 6 verse 4 has told us. When we when we 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 come out of the waters of baptism, that is in baptism, we are to walk in the newness of life. We are to see ourselves as new creation new creatures in Christ. We take Christ as our person because the old man has been buried in the water. The new life of our soul 
is now Christ. Now, before we are saved, our fallen soul, um, the life that, 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 that the soul was possessing, that was our person, it was totally independent of God. It was living according to its own pleasure. That was the old you. But afterward, when we saved, we, we got saved, we are saved, and Christ came into us as our life. When we come to Colossians chapter 1, verses 27, the Bible shows us the mystery which is now made manifest. The Bible says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the what are the riches of the of of the glory of, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, when you come to Colossians chapter 3 and verses 4, you see that there is a Christ who is living in you, and this has become your life. The Bible says that, uh, verse 3, For we are dead and your life, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. So, here we see Christ becoming our life. He becomes our real and new person. Now that you should come to a, a, an awareness whereby you say, it is no longer I who live. It's no longer my soul life who live. I have been crucified. You have going to see that there is a new person living in you and that is a new person is Jesus Christ. Our old man, the life of the soul, is crucified with Christ. We see that the faculty of our soul, that is our mind, our emotion, and our will, can now take the resurrected and indwelling Christ to be its very life. Take your mind out and bring in the mind of Christ. He says, let this mind be in you. That is in Philippians 2.5. He says, we have the mind of Christ. That is 1 Corinthians. We have this mind. It is in us. So, we have got to see that we put out the old us, the old faculties, our old mind, our emotions, our will, and we take on the resurrected and indwelling Christ. There is a Christ who is indwelling your life. The moment you get saved, Christ enters your spirit to live in you, to, to show you how to leave him out. So, our soul has got to become the organ that expresses the new life, which is Christ. In other words, on a day-to-day -day basis, we have got to display Christ as our life. We have got to express this new life, which we have received, which is Christ. Therefore, we can say with Paul, I am crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Christ lives in us, and we live. We live, yet it's not our old man that is living, but Christ living and being expressed through our souls. This is the reality, this is the truth, as it is revealed in the scriptures. So, the other two usages of the old man uh, occur in the context of the new man referred to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 24. When we come to Ephesians 
chapter 4 verse 24. We see that Paul continues to show us the new man and also the old man. But it says in chapter 4 of Ephesians chapter 20, chapter 4 verse 24, it says that and that you put on the new man. You see? It says and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. He's talking about the new man and, and that's when we need to put off the old man. So we can go back in verses 22 and see that it says that that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man. He tells us to put off the old man you see, which is corrupt and according to the deceitful lusts. is corrupt. He is always desiring to do deceitful lusts. He says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. When we come to Colossians chapter 3, verses 10, we continue to see this man. Still in Colossians 3.10, the Bible says that, And we put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. So when we put off the old man, we are to put on the new man. So here when the Bible talks about the old man, the, the, the old man they are talking about refers to the old mankind as a corporate entity, as a corporate person. I will explain for you to understand. I've showed you that in the first instance, we have the old man as an individual person living in each one of us, our soul life. Now when we come to Ephesians and Colossians, we see the context of the, they are using the old man and the new man. They are showing us the old the old man referring to the old mankind as a corporate entity that is Adam as the father of the human race. You see God created Adam as the father of the human race so we all descended from Adam. When Adam fell he became old. You see when we sin we become old. Sin causes oldness and the old man was created when Adam fell, the old man was created. Adam became the old man. Now, since sin results in oldness and corruption, this means that whenever you sin, you become old. Whenever you sin, you become corrupt. All mankind as Adam's offspring became the enlargement and the extension of this old man. And therefore we became the corporate old man and we filled the earth as the old man. So when we are saved and baptized, we put off that old man both in a personal way and also in a corporate way. So we put off the old man and the old mankind and we enter into the new mankind which is the church. This is God is redeemed, this is God is regenerated, this is God is transformed, and this is God is glorified people, the church, as the new man. So as the new man, we do not express fallen Adam any longer. We do not express the old man anymore, but we start 
to reveal and to bring out one we have been transferred into and joined to by faith, the last Adam, the second man, the new man, which is Christ as the life-giving spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says that he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. So the moment we are joined with the Lord, we are supposed to live out the Lord in which we have been rejoiced, we, we have been joined. You see? When you come to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, the Bible will tell us that the last Adam, which is Christ, became the life-giving spirit. That is 1 Corinthians 15, 45. says that, And it's, so it is written, The last man, Adam, was made a living soul. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a life-giving spirit, a quickening spirit. Verse 47 says, the first man is of the earth, Athe, the second man is, is the Lord from heaven. Is heavenly, you see? So, this new man is composed of Christ. That's why in our messages and our ministry as Freedom Experience, we are showing you that our burden is see that we eat Christ, we experience Christ, we become filled with Christ, we preach Christ because the new man is composed of Christ. The new man is not composed of any other spiritual gifts or any other things. The new man is composed of Christ. We are to be filled with Christ, the head of the church, and we are the members of his body. So, the last Adam, which is Jesus, had an enlargement and expression, which is all of us, or that we are once fallen children, but Christ has redeemed and Christ has, has brought us into his enlargement and expression, which is the church as the new man. When we talk about the church, we don't talk about beauty. We talk about the enlargement of Christ into his believers, the new man, which is the church. This is the difference between the old man and the new man. I hope with these few scriptures, I've tried to show you what the old man is. And I pray that you may continue to see that vision. God bless you. I know that now you can see and differentiate that the old man has two aspects. That is the old man in a personal and individual way, living in each one of us. And the old man in a corporate way, that is the old Adam, the old creation, the old mankind that we have got that was also uh, crucified on the cross and buried in baptism. So we are dealing with the oldness of Adam, Adam's nature, and we have also the oldness in our soul life as individual old man. So you are able to see the difference. I believe. God bless you. We love you. Continue to follow and listen to Freedom Experience teaching. These are Experiencing Christ teachings brought to you by Freedom Experience Ministry. Pastor Dennis Matt of Kampala, Uganda. We love you. If you have missed our teachings, please visit our website on www.freedomexperienceministry.org If you feel like you want to become a blessing to us, 
please go ahead and visit our, our donation page. All contact us, we show you what to do. God bless you. We love you and we pray for you. To get more Bye-bye. of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Divisions, confusions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ, to personally receive him as their savior and the son of God who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Christ. Let us enjoy Christ. Let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom experience. Experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.